A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. We want to now fast forward 70 years 
and begin to look at the process of repatriation. In our last conversation, we said we have looked at how the kingdom economy was tucked away in Babylon. We've looked at some of the activities within Babylon. Now we want to look at the process of repatriation. The point at which God activates the process of return, restoring the kingdom economy. So to do this, we must first travel backwards. So remember, we want to fast forward 70 years from Daniel's arrival to the time when the economy starts moving back. But to do that and to properly interpret it, we must travel backwards in time about 200 years before the book of Isaiah. Now in Isaiah 39, we see the same story recorded in 2 Kings 20. You notice we've really been hanging around 2 Kings 20. And the narrative is between Isaiah and Hezekiah. And we know the story about three or four episodes ago. We talked about Isaiah's warning to Hezekiah and how the Babylonians will return. So far, we've seen in 2 Kings how they returned, carried away, and in Daniel, we've seen how this works. But you must understand that 2 Kings is about 115 years after Isaiah. Yeah. Very important to understand. So Isaiah is giving a prophecy. He says this is going to happen. Hezekiah says not in my time. It takes 115 years for the prophecy to be fulfilled. So we've just discussed the events of Daniel, setting the stage for the next part of God's plan. So, like I said, please don't lose track. Now, after that has happened, after Isaiah has prophesied and said they will be taken away, that is Isaiah 39. If you continue reading to Isaiah now 45, he now begins to tell you what will happen after. So he just didn't leave with Hezekiah's prophecy of being carried away. He then talked about what would happen after that captivity, meaning God made plans then, even though with the nation of Israel would end up in Babylon, he also made plans for how they will come back. And this is where our story today begins. So I've given you 200 years. <laughs> of history. Of history. Yeah. So that you can get into the 70th year. So right now but we're I still think, looking at the prophets. I think what I'm loving yes. is the fact that Isaiah said it. Yes. It took 200 years. Yep. How many generations are those? Absolutely. So sometimes you might be like, you know what, hmm. there's a word that we spoke. It has taken so long. God is not giving us the power. Okay, I know going to take 200 years. Yeah? Yes. We are going to experience. God told us, that he will give us. But still, just trying to say that, listen, 200 years. And the word came to pass. And yes. it came to pass as Isaiah said. Absolutely. Now Isaiah 45, 1 to 6. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and lose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before him and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give him the treasures of the darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. I'm the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will guard you through you, though you have not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord. There is no other. So, <laughs> listen to this. Uh -huh. God is not only just talking about post the captivity. Yes. 
he is specific by name 200 years before. Okay, wait. This, if you're looking at generationally, yes, this is the great, great, great grandfather of Isaiah they are talking to. Yes. I mean of, of uh, Cyrus. Yes. Cyrus is nowhere Not at this yet. point. At this time, think of it historically. Mm -hmm. This is what I want you to understand. Um, Hezekiah has done something. Okay. God has said, because of what you've done, the Babylonians will carry them away. Mm -hmm. Okay. After they are carried away, I will make a plan. In my plan, I will raise one called Cyrus, who is my anointed. Hello? This is the anointed of God, while the entire nation is in captivity. Yes. But he says something strange about this, and he names him by name. In fact, anybody who had any sense in hearing the prophetic should have recorded that name. Should have wanted to know, what did you say? Cyrus, yes. let's look out for this guy. 200 years. <laughs> what do we say 200? Because 115 to the captivity... And plus 70. Yes. To Daniel finally understanding the end. Mm -hmm. That's how we end up with the 200 years. Okay. So think about it. God is specific. Not only is he telling you about Cyrus, he's also giving you a little bit of what he's going to be doing with Cyrus before this happens. And Cyrus, he says that even though he has not yes. known me. No. That time when God was speaking, hmm. he's telling you, this guy, maybe has, you've not even known me. You don't even know my name. You don't even exist. Yeah. But anyway... I'm going to use this guy. Yes. And when he talks about you've not known me, when mm -hmm. God talks to you and says you have not known him, yes. like my friend, there's a side of me you don't even know. You will not there even touch. But you know what? That does not stop me mm -hmm. from fulfilling what I wanted to fulfill through you. Absolutely. That is Cyrus. And, and imagine God talks about how Cyrus will operate, how he will give him nations and kings wow. and wealth, meaning God is giving you specifics mm -hmm. you can track Cyrus. Yes. This is not. This is no longer symbolic. Mm. Cyrus was specific. Yes. Okay. I love what he says in verse, uh, do you want us to go there? Yeah, go on. 13 and 14. Yes. I have raised him up in righteousness and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and let my exiles go free. Not for a price, nor reward, says the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord, the labor of Egypt and merchandise of Cush and of the Sabians, men of stature, shall come over to you and they shall be yours. They shall walk behind you. They shall come over in chains. They shall bow down to you. They will make supplication to you, saying, Surely God is in you, and there's no other God. There's no other God. Now, obviously, we have a lot to say about Cyrus, pun oh, intended. Yes. <laughs> That's why we are the Cyrus community. Pun intended. Okay. We have a lot, obviously, yes. and we will. But for now, we want to focus on the events that signal the end of the captivity and the role of Cyrus in it. Yes. Now, please notice, God is not only talking about him. God is saying what he will do with him. Mm -hmm. And then God says something that totally messes up with your theology. I will raise him in righteousness. Mm. Now, our concept of raising in righteousness means you should be raised in Jerusalem. Yes. Our concept yes. of raising in righteousness meaning you must have prophets around you. Our raising in righteousness means you must have heard the teaching. Yet God is confusing us. He's mm. saying, even though you don't know me, I will raise you in righteousness. And I will direct all your ways. So, <laughs> if, fast forward, yes, we'll be moving back and forth 200 years. Turn okay. 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 If you saw Cyrus conquering nations, would you know it is God has, who has sent him? Mm. If you saw this mighty king marching, taking up nations, Egyptians, walking in chains, you'd just be seeing this major army taking every nation headed towards Babylon. Mm. Would you believe 
anywhere that God was involved. Mm. What would be your mind? So what do we draw from this? Mm. We draw from this that God is moving in realms that have nothing to do with those in captivity. Mm. So the it's people in captivity concept. have no clue exactly. that Cyrus coming. Nope. So this Cyrus coming to Babylon under the way of the water. Exactly. I think for me, I'm looking at this like, wow, listen, when God speaks, remember yeah. we always tell you that he is the creator. Yes. When he speaks, the realization of that prophecy yes. was in such a normal way, like you're exactly. saying, someone can miss it. Exactly. What is happening in our day? Yes. Where we could just be looking and saying, you know what, that is just a meeting. You know what, that is just people coming together. You know what, that's just a speaking. That's a live stream. God is telling you, listen, 200 years ago, I prophesied Cyrus. So, wow. what if the wars that are going on hmm. are part of the plan? Yes. What if the activity you're reading on CNN hmm. is part of the plan? That's how sensitive we should be. Yes, in those days, yeah. if you were captive in Babylon, hmm. in fact, your concern was now, Babylon is about gearing for war. Yes. Yet another king. What's going on? We are captives, there is war. You'd be hearing crisis. You'd not be single. Hmm. And this is the difference, as you will see, between Daniel yes. and everybody else. In the midst of all this activity. Mm. So we want to know, what is the role of Cyrus in all this activity? So, God is doing this, and because God doesn't work in isolation, and he does a thing, if you remember where we began this conversation not so long ago, one of the things we said is that God will not do a thing in the earth without telling his servant, the prophet. The prophet. So we need to see, was it only Isaiah who knew about this? Mm. So meanwhile, we discover God had given the prophet Jeremiah the exact timeline of activity. Now, I want to show you how God works. Isaiah is in his space. Yes. He says, you will be carried away. Mm -hmm. Isaiah says, you will be taken to another nation. Mm -hmm. Then Isaiah says, but God will send a man, a king called Cyrus, yes. who will come and is the one who will free you, and he will free you for no price. In fact, what he will do doesn't make sense. Mm. He will not be looking for anything from you. He'll just be doing my bidding. Okay. And he, in that state, meanwhile, a uh, hundred and fifteen years later, while they are being taken away, there is a prophet. Mm. He's called Jeremiah. Okay. This prophet, the question is, is does he have any clue what is going on mm. in line with whatever God is doing? Mm. And to see that, we have to see a scripture from Jeremiah, who now is telling us something to see if there's a connection. Then we'll see if Isaiah's prophecy and Jeremiah's prophecy synchronize according to what God said. Jeremiah 25, 12. Yes. Then it will come to pass, when 70 years are completed, that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, the land of the Chaldeans, for their iniquity, says the Lord, and I will make it a perpetual desolation. Now, this is interesting. God says to Isaiah, I'll send Cyrus. Okay. God says to Jeremiah, after 70 years, I will punish Babylon. Yes. How does he punish Babylon? Mm, by making it desolate. And who does he send to make it desolate? Mm. Cyrus. Cyrus. Are you seeing two connections? Notice how now Isaiah's prophecy connects yes. with Jeremiah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, this is important because it is totally connected to Daniel. Mm. And Daniel's role in this entire plan. Remember in the last conversation we said, once you're a eunuch in Babylon, you should learn your position of being a midwife. Yes. So even though Daniel is excelling in Babylon, there's an insight Daniel has that distinguishes him from anybody else. And that is why we say Daniel is also a prophet. Mm. And a midwife here means 
he is saying, listen, I'm part of birthing the I'm next thing yes. that God is doing. Yes. That is why we should ask ourselves, if you're in Babylon, uh-huh. what is it that you're, you're midwifing? Yes. Daniel 9, 1 to 3. Uh-huh. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, listen carefully. For 70 years, Daniel has been okay with operating in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Why? He's telling you. I, Daniel, understood by the prophetic word, by the books, which means the records he's using, yes. are connected to the prophetic word of who? Jeremiah. That Jeremiah had said that what will happen? Mm. 70 years we will be here. Yes. So it is a waste of time planning <laughs> escape. <Okay. laughs> Guys, we are captives. Let's we are supposed to go back to Jerusalem. Waste of time. And also it's a waste of time to start praying at the 50th year. Waste of time. So this guy tells me, for 70 years, I was comfortable. I was, I was okay because I knew yes. God already spoke in years. Exactly. Now let's go back before we go on to this. God told Abraham, your descendant will come back to this place. Exactly. Now, if you understand that prophetic word, if you understood the prophecies or the creed yes. that God was, when God was talking to Abraham, yes. and you're in Egypt, yes. you just wait and see. Yes, and even God was specific, he yes. said, after 400 years. Yes. I know you, you, if you've heard the story, you're going to all sorts of debates about it was 400 years, and then they left in the 130th year, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Let me explain. Okay. Using Daniel yes. and using Moses. When God said, after 400 years, he didn't say on the 400th year. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says 400 years must be completed now. Any time after 400 years. But what does it mean by any time after 400 years? Mm-hmm. After 400 years, there must be another prophet. Mm. A voice. Who activates that timeline. Otherwise, it can continue. Even though you're in the season. Where yes. Mm. So, if you go on to read, there's another part where Daniel prays. And we talk about the, the Prince of Persia. It says that Daniel was... Stressed Trouble because days. the time was long. Meaning, in simple terms, we should be free, but we are not. Time has come to exit, but we haven't. So now Daniel's prayer connects with Isaiah's prophecy, connects to Jeremiah's prophecy, and locks Cyrus into a time. So Daniel now, when he's praying, it's not just a Prayer where he's hoping something will happen. No. This is someone who is praying in confidence that I know yes. it is time to get out of here. Absolutely. Why I'm saying that is how many people are sensitive in the season we are in? What are the things that we are supposed to be seen? Yes. What is it that God has spoken concerning us? Yes. Are there people who are saying, listen, this should be happening in our midst. Mm. We should be able to see this and this and this. Meaning when we are praying now, we are praying from a place of, you know what, we are asking exactly. what was spoken over 200 and years ago. This is the biggest problem we have. Yes. We wake up and we say we want to have a Daniel prayer. Which prophecy are you connecting to? What are you calling for? What timeline has elapsed for you to activate? Which kairos are you in that gives you the authority Mm. to now pray a matter? Yes. So if you don't have a prophetic word and a proceeding word, you can't pray a Daniel prayer. Mm. 
And even in the Daniel prayer, you cannot now come and say, listen, we are in Babylon and we need to exit. Meaning you're copy-pasting Daniel and the captive situation to your time now. You must ask yourself, where are we captive? What is it that we should be released of now? Yes. So if you don't even identify where you're a captive exactly. and you're praying the captivity of the Babylonians, literally from the Bible, yes. then your prayer is not going In to fact, work. In fact, if you go and follow Daniel's prayer in detail, what Daniel basically is saying is that, Lord, I understand. We messed up. We were taken into captivity. He's owning the mistakes of Hezekiah. Okay. He says, we did. But you said that after this happens, we will be free. So I am standing, Daniel is not begging. Daniel is activating. Yes. Due to your promise, due to what you said you would do, I am now standing and speaking your word in the earth and activating a process. And this process is what you said would happen now. So I'm standing on that prophetic word. I am a prophet at the manifestation end of that prophet activating it in the earth and releasing a decree that causes that time to shift. So at that point in time, you're praying God's perfect will. There you go. This there is what go. I want to happen now. Yes. Because if you look at that, uh, when Daniel was uncomfortable in, uh, in Babylon, he was thriving. It's not like he was in trouble. It's not like he was broke. It's not like he wanted to get he out of here. No, 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 no. But when the Kairos changed... He began to pray about activating the exit of cap of these captives from yes. his, uh, Babylon back to Jerusalem. Now, his prayer is what you can say, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth exactly. as it is in heaven. At that point in yes. time, Daniel was connected. He's saying, according to the word of the Lord yes. spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, mm. that's the position of his prayer. Yes. What is the position of your prayer? Mm. When you pray for your nation, listen, when I pray for the nation of Kenya, I am not moved by the current scenario. Mm -hmm. I tap into the prophetic statements that were spoken by authentic prophets over this nation. Yes. And that's where my prayer is released from, but only in line with the prophecies that are now current. Yes. Not everything. So if you don't discern the season we are in, you will pray a prayer that is out of season, even though it's a good prayer. So that's why you have to always be connected. Yes. That's why there's a principle for how to pray. Mm. So we do not start praying the earth and move heaven. We connect with the heaven's plans. Mm. Then we pray in the earth. And what we pray now yes. happens. That's what we call there's a kairos. There's a yes. there's a timing of the heavenly. Yes. In the heavens, God has a timeline. Okay? He's doing something. That is what we are calling a kairos. Yes. When that changes, meaning it is initiated in the heavens. heavens. When you pray in the earth, yes. your prayers are accurate. And you're actually doing the will of God at that point in time. Yes. Daniel released these guys to come out of Babylon back to Jerusalem. Even though 70 years already passed, they were looking for that voice, exactly. sound that will cause heaven to yes. come into the earth. And so in the last 18 months, going to two years now, yeah. We understood by the prophetic season of God that it was a season for God's power to produce wealth to be released. Mm. Therefore, we speak. Yes. Therefore, we pray. Yes. Therefore, we decree. Mm. Any other decree outside of that would have just been us hoping. Mm -hmm. So, if that be true, then our prayer truly activates movement. Yes. That's a difference. And it is. Yes. So, suddenly, Daniel is beginning to pray about exit. 
interesting thing. He never exited. Mm. But he's praying for the exit of other people. This is not just for me. Yes. I think what I'm hearing you saying, sensitivity. Yes. That we don't just sit and say, you know what? I'm doing so well in Babylon. Exactly. I don't care about exiting. Yes. Can you imagine you're sitting here? You are number two to Nebuchadnezzar, yep. and you're busy praying, listen, we need to exit. Absolutely. There's a group of people who need to get out of here. I'm yes. praying for people beyond me, people to get out. Now, that Absolutely. sensitivity is what we require in our day. Yep. Why? Because in our day, all our prayers are about me. What I want, what is good for me. Listen, there's a time the other day you mentioned one of our conversations where people ask you in the, in the heart. And, yeah. and understanding God from the heart. Yeah. How people know when it is time. How people ask us, when do you know when it was to leave this country? Okay. When did you know yes. to move? Listen, we do not move because of crisis. Mm-hmm. You see, most people think crisis is what moves you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes crisis will displace you. Is that what I say? Yes. Sometimes crisis will displace you from where you should be. So when you see something happening around you, Things stop saying nice. that God is He's actually now moving me. God doesn't need a crisis to move you. Daniel no. was not he was crisis. thriving. He was at thriving. the time that he began to pray this prayer. Yes. Joseph is the ruler. Mm. As he dies, he says, promise me you will bury their names yes. in Israel. He's already told them they will exit. Mm. Had they paid attention, they would never be slaves. Yes. Their overstaying in Egypt is what made them slaves. Mm. Had they had Joseph, they would have said, what do you mean bury me? Yes. So we carry your bones. He said, literally, don't bury me. Carry my bones. Yes. Means they and, kept them. And the God of mercy, yes. even in that slavery, yeah. he created for them a place called Goshen. Exactly. He doesn't move because you're a slave. God no. doesn't move because there's crisis. Even in that place, he creates a Goshen. He moves you on time. Yes. Why? He had said to Abraham, yeah. they will return. Joseph knew that promise. Yes. Joseph lived by it. We should all have lived by it. Mm. That's a principle. Yes. So, on the one hand, Daniel does not even try to escape because of the prophetic word. Neither does he bother to pray about exit. Mm. If anything, he excels in Babylon <laughs> with full knowledge of Jeremiah's prophecy. It's a powerful state. You know, full a knowledge. powerful state of being that I'm here and I know there's a prophetic word. Yes. Now, if we don't understand from that particular uh, scripture, that you must have as uh, your prophetic register. Yes. What did Je- Je- Daniel have? A register which told him, Isaiah said, now Jeremiah is quoting Isaiah, yes. so this must happen. If I have a register that tells me that, like Jesus, yep. you will die on the cross. Yes. If he's in a boat, he looks at it and says, this is water. No, 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 I'm not meant to die here. Mm. Because you have a register. So why yes. do you always ask people to have, write down what you have had. Write down what God has promised you. Write down where God is taking you because that is what you will use in a time when you look around and say, 70 years are over, I exactly. need to arise and pray. Yes. There's something that needs to happen at this time. Absolutely. At you this see, time. the problem that all, the way most of us pray yeah. is we didn't understand the second part of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Like on the one hand, he's not praying for exit, he's actually praying. Yes. You would think he's separate. On the other hand, when the Kairos moment yes. oh yes, he gets into intense prayer to activate this is a very important lesson. And let me tell you, listen, we do not pray for the sake of prayer. Most of us, the kind of prayer we know is we pray because of what has happened to us in the past. That we'd like to avoid and tell God to rescue us. Yes. We also like to pray about what is the potential future. Yes. It is not real. But many of us have never learned to pray about the mm. 
And I think that is why when you listen to our declaration, yes. that's why we put it here so that before the conversation starts, listen to everyone. When it says that when the Kairos, Kairos moment hits the earth, hmm. what does that mean? When the heavens decide this, this is the time for Jesus to be born, it will cause the Caesar to make a declaration. Yes. It will cause Joseph to take Mary and get out. Yes. They are going to be counted. There's a census going on. Kairos moment hits the earth and yeah. rearranges everything. everything. So when we say that the Kairos moment has yes. hit the earth, and the ripple effect is when you start seeing things happening exactly. because when heaven hits the earth, it just supersedes everything that is happening. Yes. So on our declaration, when we say this time now, we know Kairos moment has hit the earth. And That's our it. lives must, must now line up with what God had already promised for this season. That's it. Yeah. Listen, Daniel did not try. He's a prophet. Yes. He did not try to activate anything outside of the prophetic world. He did not assume that he can just pray. Yes. And heaven has to answer. And because he understood the times and seasons, listen, the Bible says if two or three stand together in agreement, mm -hmm. heaven will answer. Yes. Not in agreement with each other. <laughs> okay. In agreement with heaven. With, with heaven. God's word. So if two, uh, uh, if two agree yes. concerning a matter, yes. we always think it is Us. any matter. Yeah, we choose something. We agree, agree, then heaven responds. So, no. if heaven says it is time yes. for you to experience the power to create wealth, yes. that statement, hmm. if two can agree concerning that, yes. the, the, the thing happens. It happens. So, Daniel now, yeah. he's agreeing with heaven, exactly. not with the rest of the countries. No. That's a powerful one. Listen, not everyone can just pray the Daniel prayer. Mm. More so when we mm. think that if we just decide to pray and fast, God yeah. will respond. Mm. In fact, we think those are the things that move God. We think it is the fasting. We think it is the intensity. We think it is the timing. We think it is the commitment. In other words, we have everything correct except the kairos. Now, when it is time, when it is time, we then need to pray in agreement with the prophetic and proceeding word to activate what God has already spoken. Yes. Now, please understand those two dynamics. The first dynamic is you don't just decide it is time. Yes. You don't get emotional on stage and begin to declare things. Mm. Mm. Prophets, you hear God and then you declare. Mm. And if you then declare and we begin to stand in agreement, yes. standing in agreement means giving voice mm. in the earth to what God has decided. That it is time for. That because the on the other hand, remember that if you look at this particular uh, scriptures are just spe specific ones we've prayed. Yes. There are three prophets. Yes. There is Isaiah who is speaking to the future. Into the future. He is sending the sound into the future. Yes. There is Jeremiah who captures yes. and now speaks it. Yes. There is Daniel now who is at there. He's the one who is now manifesting. Yes. That which was spoken. Absolutely. Yes. So even as when you are praying and uh, like what you're saying about the prophet, yes. they must understand who am I in this whole thing? Am I the Isaiah? Absolutely. Am I Jeremiah? Or yeah, am I Daniel who is now pulling this thing into yes. the earth? Yeah. And this prayer of Daniel literally sets into motion mm -hmm. the end of the captivity. Yeah. And this is what manifests the appearance of Cyrus. Now, let me say something historically about Cyrus before we look at a scripture that now connects the pieces. Okay. All right? So remember, we have looked at Isaiah. Isaiah has spoken, phase one, there will be a captivity. Yes. It has happened. Okay. Jeremiah is alongside the captivity. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you read the book of Jeremiah, you'll remember when there was a, a prophet... I think Azariah, who said that only two years, they'll be back. And Jeremiah said that's not the law. No. 70 years. Yes. Daniel understands that. Mm -hmm. Daniel functions with that knowledge. 
Daniel understands that time has ended. Daniel now steps into his prophetic role. He begins to speak this into time. Meanwhile, Daniel cannot speak into time unless there's a king called Cyrus living in the earth. Whether or not Daniel knows. Those days there was no internet. <laughs> there was no Googling. Yes. Cyrus around. No. He just knew time has come. come. My wow. job is to speak. And in my speaking, I'm beginning to activate something. Now, the funny thing is that the way historians and biblical scholars piece the pieces is incredible. They say, one, Cyrus is a king. If you follow his history, his father tried to kill him. Because his father's astrologers had said he would be a great king. His father was not. Gave him to a shepherd to kill him. The shepherd couldn't kill him mm -hmm. and brought him up. Fast forward, he becomes a mighty king. Takes over all the nations, right? He marches towards Babylon. And it's very interesting, historians say, that Babylon is the only city Cyrus took without him. This is weird. The power of a prophetic word. Superpower nation. Yes. The Bible said because of his nature and his character, history says that it is rumored that the people of Babylon opened the gates from the inside for him to enter. Yes. Now, if you like history like me, you'll discover Babylon had 10 gates. Mm. So if you go back to the, to the prophetic word, he said, I will open the gates. Mm. Plural. Yes. There are 10 gates, not 10 gates around the city, but 10 levels of entry. So this, this gate, they that open. is how strong the stronghold of Babylon was. Wow. And yet he marched in in mm. stress. Mm. Okay? That's one principle. The second principle is that this king marching in is connected to the day that Daniel, now remember in the last conversation we said, call Daniel. He will interpret this. Yes. Daniel's interpretation reads like this. You have been weighed mm -hmm. and found wanted. Tonight, your kingdom is taken from you. Mm -hmm. Historians say that is the night Cyrus was marching into the place. His declaration. Look at their connection. That one is marching. It's happening now. Meaning when you talk about heaven. When heaven is, yes, when you, this is moving like this, God is telling you, listen, your prayer today could huh. be activating someone who is supposed to be coming to do something in your jurisdiction. Exactly. So some of us, sometimes when you feel too lazy to, to pray, yes. that's when you say it's 75 years. Yes. Yeah. God said 70, it's now 75. Yes. Why? Yeah. There's no... Nobody stood on the ground to connect to the time. Yes. Why? Right? Oh, that makes prayer. Uh, powerful. powerful. Yeah. Prayer is not arbitrary. Yes. Prayer is deadly. Mm -hmm. If you understand the times yes. and the seasons. Yeah. Now it is said that Cyrus, when he marched in, historians said, mm -hmm. he met Daniel. Okay. And Daniel showed him the prophecies of Jeremiah and Isaiah. And told him, you're in the book. Told you're in him, the Listen, book. you're in the book. Yes. We know who you are. Yes. God has been preparing for this. All these victories you have, mm -hmm. all these great things you've done, it was God preparing you. And you know why? You have an assignment to release the captives and send them home. Now, how do you know this is? That's why I remember mm -hmm. where we stopped in the last conversation. You said, and Daniel continued to the first year of service. I think for me, what's the connection? Interesting. When Daniel and Cyrus are talking, yes. when Daniel is saying, listen, you're in the book, you're in yes. the book, you're the one who's coming to release these people yes. from the chains that are holding them in Babylon. That particular moment of speaking, yes. it was the fulfillment of a a prophecy which was given 200 years 200 ago. Years. When I read that, I tell myself, listen, huh. when God speaks, it will happen. That's the truth. I think for me, that's what gives me yes. power. When God speaks, yes. it will happen. But when you see them talking and meeting in Babylon, it looks like a normal conversation. Thank you. That's how it appears. Now, we need 
And if you want to go historically yes. and study silence, mm-hmm. he historically exists. And you know what would confuse and mess up your theology? Cyrus was a Persian. And guess which country is Persia? Where Cyrus was king. Mm-hmm. Where till today we have the monuments and the, and the, 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 the palace ruins of Cyrus. Yes. Iran. Okay. And the Iranians know. If you ask an authentic Iranian, he will tell you they are not Arabs, they are Persians. And their king was Koreshi, Cyrus. In fact, I was amazed when I met some Iranians and begin to have a conversation about Cyrus, they showed me that in every single Persian capital, they have the insignia of Cyrus weaved into it, what you call Persian capital. Yes. That's how powerful this king was. And that's how messed up our theology would be mm. if we understood that Cyrus was Iranian. Yes. So how did we lose ground? Mm. That's how serious this is. And that would mess up our entire political spectrum. Yes. Because basically, in today's English, we are saying, that the, Israel, the people of Israel have been captured by Iraq. Okay. Babylon. Mm-hmm. By the way, Iraq is Babylon. Yes. Right? It's the Ur of the Chaldees. Yes. And then the Iranian king has come and released the Jews, Israeli, yes. from Babylon and sent them home. How does that fit into your theology? How does that work in your reason? And an Iranian will ask you, how can we be fighting the Jews, the, Israel, the Israelis? Yes. Why then did we have to come and release them from captivity? When you look at history, you're like, okay, let's let's talk to the There are things we don't know. Yes. That's what we said in the last conversation, the realm of things that you know, that, that you, you don't, don't know. know. Yes. All right? So now for us to understand the culmination okay, of this conversation. Let's that before we go on. Uh, Israelis yes. are in captivity. Yes. In Iraq. In Iraq. Okay. Mm-hmm. Iran yes. has gone in. Yes. And they have released them. Yes. Not to bring them to Iran. No. But to send them Back home. home. Go and build the and temple. And to literally support the them to support them in God's purpose and plan. How do you Things explain that? You don't know that you didn't, know. you didn't know. Ezra 1. One to four. Yes. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, mm-hmm. that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, mm-hmm. the Lord stirred up the spirit of King Cyrus of Persia so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put, put it in writing saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth the Lord has given, of heaven has given me. And he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah, who is among you of all his people. May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, Besides the free will offerings for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Now, a very, how does it start? It starts by Cyrus acknowledging. It yes. starts in the book of Ezra, remember another part. Mm-hmm. Ezra. Mm-hmm. Now, Ezra is important because Ezra is the one overseeing this activity. Okay. It's important for you to understand everybody. Mm-hmm. If you go back to when we talk about being carried away, we listed who was carried away. Mm-hmm. There's that. Many prophets, but Ezra is a prophet who has been operating from where? Within Babylon. Now, Ezra is part of those that are going back. So, Ezra is now taking stock of what is going on. I love the way there is always a voice or a mouth 
Yes, that is speaking the voice of God. Exactly. In this whole journey. And Ezra is writing to tell you yeah. that Cyrus has understood it is God of heaven who has given him a mandate. Yes. And this is interesting because God of heaven is giving him a mandate. He's even supporting the prophets, meaning the prophets have not prophesied to him. The only prophet who's prophesied to him is Daniel. Okay? And he begins to say God has given him a mandate. How do you mean? It's Daniel who explained to him the entire mandate. He's breaking down the mandate now. My assignment is to send everything back, send every treasure, everything that was stolen. So a very significant activity takes place mm -hmm. so far. So he said what needs to happen. He's made a certain decrease, but there's something important that he does. If you've been tracking us so far, Ezra chapter 1 verse 7 to 8 should be significant to you. It will make more meaning now. King Cyrus also brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem and put in the temple of his gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, brought them out by the hand of Mithredath, the treasurer, and counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. So, as you can see, right from the word go, it is of utter importance and priority for the stolen treasure to be returned. This is key to the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem. So the treasure that was taken is now being what? Returned. Mm. If you go back to Isaiah 45, you'll see God talk about, I'll give you hidden treasure. Yes. Secret treasure. Yes. So at this point, it is important to understand that in the prophetic timeline, which we are in today, mm -hmm. now you know why we are called the Cyrus community. Yes. And why you know why the direction we come from has to be unusual. Mm. It cannot, you cannot function from captivity and bring freedom mm. to captives. Yes. You cannot come from the design that is known in Babylon mm. and be able to free anybody. Yes. So it is important to look at the timeline we are in globally right now is in the returning of stolen treasure. Mm. Treasure. Treasure. That's where we are. This is where we are sitting. If you don't understand that that is what God is doing, you don't understand that that is where we are sitting, you'll really struggle with understanding everything that has been going on. Because if we don't get that right, that this is really what we are doing. It's about building the city. And I like what he uses. He says, the Lord has told me to go build him a house. Yes. How do you understand? Sarah, you know where I mentioned it. Hmm. Look at the language. Yes. Yes. He could have said a temple. No, he said the house of the Lord. Mm. And in future conversations, we'll break down the house of the Lord, mm. the ecclesia. Yes. The family of the kingdom. Remember what was taken away was the royal household. That was the primary issue. Mm. So the season we are in, and I just look at the connection, the timeline is being connected. You get a prophecy from? Okay. Mm -hmm. We get a prophecy from Jeremiah in line with what's going on. Okay. We get a prophetic prayer from Daniel to bring this in, and then we get a prophet Ezra to oversee this process. Yes. How many things do you see? I think when you're talking about bringing back the treasure and rebuilding the city, we now have to come, have to come back and say, in our time, God is speaking to us. And he's saying, listen, I'm building that city in this season. So when he has been called the Cyrus community, you now know this is not about a church. And we've always said that. We are not about a church. We are about a community in the earth who are saying that we are in a season, a timeline in God's uh, calendar 
where he's saying there are things that I need released into the earth. There are people in the earth who are saying 70 years are over. Mm -hmm. And we need to call forth that which God spoke because yes. God is looking for a man so that he can speak the things that he promised. We are that man, yeah. a corporate man. That's it. And let me say this. The yeah. Cyrus community is not our congregation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we are back to the same old nature. Yes. The Cyrus community is a grace. Mm. It's an anointing released in the earth. Yes. We may be just a, a form, a pattern of it, but it means that there is a community of people in the earth now who've understood that Jerusalem kingdom yes. cannot function properly without the treasure that belongs to it. Mm. Cannot operate with what was left behind. Yes. Cannot operate by the dynamics of tools for family. No. Mm. It operates by a dynamic called the Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. Yes. If you study historical science, there are almost 18 nations in this time. Go and Google it. Yeah. That he captured took over, and yet they say that he was a benevolent king. Mm. He allowed people to continue living in their lands. In fact, he's the only king who did not carry away captives, yes. who instead released captives. That is a reversal of Babylon. Wow. So when we talk about the Cyrus community, yes. it is not a particular people. No. Like you said, it is a grace yep. of what we have seen in the Bible of a man God has spoken and said, listen, I know you. I, God, will hold your hand. I will lead you. I will cause the loins of kings to be loosed. Yes. Why? Because I, God, am the one who is doing something in the earth. Now, there are many communities, could be called different names, but yeah. you know what? They are operating in the grace of Cyrus. So the Cyrus community is, an, is like um, a grace that is operating globally yeah. of people who are committed to returning the stolen treasure. Yes. With the Cyrus community in Nairobi, Though we are open globally, we are saying that ours is to bring back yes. the thing that is called financial freedom. Absolutely. Yes. Because the picture of Cyrus, look at the listing of what is returned. Resources, gold, silver, treasure. Why? It's the return of the kingdom economy to its rightful place. Yes. And it says by saying the Lord God of heaven stirred up the spirit of Cyrus. Mm. So the spirit of Cyrus, the grace of Cyrus is activated by heaven. Yes. It is not something that somebody wakes up and decides I can fish this. Mm. Mm. And it cannot function until the right kind. Yes. And this, it is. this is it. That yes. is how we can now give it other terminologies, mm. like the power to produce them. Yes. We can give it terminologies like business unusual. We can give it we can give it language. Mm. We can call it what we want to call it, but there's an order and a structure to it. And also, when you see now the relationships that we are, yes. we are having globally, yeah. all those communities are returning a treasure. Yeah. So we cannot come and say, you know what? We are talking about kingdom economy. We don't need about the others. No, 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 no. no. They, they are returning treasures. something that we need. Yeah. We are returning something that they need. And that's why we talked about a place called Hebron, a place of alliance. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what? have you heard and what are you going to do about it keep tracking with us like and follow us on our social media handles the cyrus community on facebook twitter and youtube you can send in your questions through facebook or use the email on your screen and as micah 44 says may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree until our next episode 
Keep it kingdom, keep it pure.